This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is John Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to give our listeners some really, really good information on our local market. Um, might be different than what's happening in Florida, Massachusetts, wherever, but the Central Valley, this is where our, our news is coming from. To help me with that today, I have Tommy Smith of Realty Concepts. Good morning. Good morning, Don. And you've been a realtor how long? This is my 20th year. <laughs> That's a long time. I'm catching up to you. <laughs> All right. I'm halfway there. And that also means I've worked with you for 20 years. I know. Scary. Yeah. No wonder it seemed longer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. And then we also have Jasmine Wynn of Wathen Castano's Homes. Good morning. Good morning. All right. And you you sell newer homes. Yes. New homes. New construction. Yes. All right. And how long have you been in this real estate industry? 12 years. That's all. Yeah. Notice I said it was long for him and you you, you was that's all. I feel like it's longer. (laughs) All right. So, um, and I thought this would be interesting in this first segment, rather than to give you statistics and numbers, without using statistics or numbers, give us your different takes on or summaries of what the real estate market is like right now from the new home construction side mm-hmm. and also from the resale side. So we're going to go with Jasmine first. Oh, goodness. Um, well, You look the most prepared. Oh, thank you. Um, with new home construction, I feel right now with the real estate market is the real estate market is not bad. So a common misconception right now is the real estate market we're currently no numbers. That's right. Um, well, you could slip one or two. So right now we're see. I just did. We're almost in the sevens, and historically we have gone much higher than that. And the number one thing that people can always not only invest in is you could also is you can, you can always invest in a car, but you can't live in your car forever. And seven is the worst that you can do right now when locking your interest rate. You could always refinance down, but you can't go any higher than that. So it's never a bad time to buy a home. Um, With new construction right now, inventory across the valley is scarce. We're kind of dwindling down on our ready-to-move-in homes. with, So people are now willing to gamble a little bit. I don't even know if gamble is the right word, but you're looking 9 to 12 months before you can even lock an interest rate because you have to build. And those dirt homes are also moving relatively quickly too because they just want to get into a home without even knowing where their interest rate is going to be 7 to 9 to 12 months from now. So home ownership, it's becoming less about the numbers. Is there plenty of inventory in new home construction? Uh, not it's it's moving so anything really that's 30 to 45 days it goes right away you don't even have to list it really on multiple listings um i actually was going to ask you guys a question too because with new builds a lot of the time as soon as sometimes with um, building shortages we'll just choose homes for it and start the build ahead of time before we even market it some of the time, it doesn't even end up on the multiple listings. So whenever we go to the closed, how many homes have closed that month, 
some of that might, those data might not even be accurate because we're just selling straight off our floor and not, it's not registered with multiple listings because we haven't super needed to. Mm -hmm. So is that, do you feel like sometimes when we give data, is it including the new construction? It, it, as long as the listing agent inputs it and yeah, new, new construction is not always there because uh, they have, most new home builders have their own sales force. Mm -hmm. So they don't always plug into that spirit of cooperation with the multiple listing yeah. service. It, it, you know, sometimes, yeah, they don't need to. Um, but you guys do put a lot of years into multiple listing. Is that right? Usually when it's almost complete. So, mm -hmm. like, sometimes a house will be half done and we'll quote, like, a September, October. Or we don't give exact dates because we don't know what weather is going to do. Um, so, a lot of the times we don't have to put it in multiple listing. If a house is almost done, we'll do it so that we can, just like you, put the pictures in and everything. So, yeah. sometimes it goes quicker. You just made me think of a good question. How is the supply chain affecting your construction today? I know a year or two mm. ago it was probably really, really bad. It's a lot better. So with now it's only really bad. Uh, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, and like I said, I've only been doing this 12 years. So about a year and a half, too, was the worst I've ever seen it. Um, usually our selling season for any new construction when we get really busy is from about when taxes come out because people use their tax return to reinvest in homes and it goes to about mm, October. So that's our selling season. So we've historically always seen kind of PG&E get a little behind a little bit um, during the springtime only, but at, before COVID and the, the supply chain um, shortages, we're talking one or two months, not six to eight months shortages, but we've seen a few weeks, a couple months, two months here, but that was the worst I think I've ever seen in my career. Like we didn't, mm -hmm. we just had to keep kind of co coaxing our buyers that their house would be done, but we were going through unforeseen circumstances. And I think that was every builder. That was everybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Tommy Smith, uh, a resale broker, our agent with Realty Concepts. What is, without using numbers and statistics, What's your summary of the real estate market today? Yeah, I agree with the statement that the market is stronger than the perception of it is right now. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I know we're getting multiple listing or multiple offers on our listings, um, four to eight. That changed from us getting maybe 10 to 15 in the past, but there's still, the buyers are still doing everything that they can to get into a home as far as being creative with their offers still agents being creative with the offers and the way they write them up trying to help those buyers get that offer accepted um you know many times it's coming down for a seller that they just want the bottom line or the bottom dollar and so agents being creative right now is is kind of where i'm seeing it at right now Okay. How about the supply of homes? Is there, if a buyer comes to you today, Tommy, and says, I want to buy a home, 
what what's the process and when can I expect the keys? That's a good one. That's a tough one. And so I would say that it's lightened up a little bit, not much as far as inventory. I think when I started, we probably always had about 3% market share on the, on the active homes. We went down to about a half a percent there for a while, maybe 1% on the market. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to see it's maybe dripping, you know, drifting up to maybe about 2% now. So the homes are, if, if the home has got the welcome mat, as you would say, it's going to be gone with multiple offers very shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones that maybe don't have that, they may sit for 30, 40 days, but the inventory, I think that on homes that are ready, that are clean, that have that welcome mat that you've stamped out on the show many times that, they're gone, and so it's still very competitive. Tell everybody what the welcome mat is, because some people may not have listened. Yeah, so the welcome mat and uh, the Don Scordino welcome mats is you want to make, when you list their house, the easiest way to show it, um, put a lockbox on it, um, have everything cleaned, the cobwebs off that front door, because they're for, the buyer's first Appearance on the home is going to be right when they walk through and see that welcome mat. Mm-hmm. So that starts from there. So I think it's coming down to being pricing, your commission, what you're offering to a buyer's agent, and then, um, again, I think the availability of showing. And not putting any roadblocks to showing. Yes. How often do we see that where a buyer says, hey, I'm coming to town tomorrow. Can you set up these homes for me to show? And you find that one of them, oh, you can't show it on a Sunday or you can't show it on certain times. And you wouldn't believe how many times this probably happened to both of us to where um, it's 6 o'clock in the evening. We'll get a call from an agent saying, hey, I, I don't know how I missed this listing or you know, maybe just it's a price difference that just didn't pop up on the buyer's um, you know, app to show them the home. And how many times have we gotten a call saying, hey, you know, can you get us in? I would say, honestly, about 75% of those buyers are the one that buys the house and the offer gets accepted because your seller's saying, hey, look, I am probably just got home from work. I'm cooking dinner for my family, but, hey, bring them in. And that is huge. Right, yeah. That's usually your better buyer because maybe they saw it by driving by it yeah. or – something attracted the buyer to where they asked their agent rather than the other way around. And and that means the buyer already bought into the location or bought into the amenities. So, yeah, that's a a good showing. And um, to piggyback on that for new construction, on a day like when it was last week, 116 degrees, or a rainy day, whenever we're in the office, the buyers that are coming in, those those are serious buyers because they breathe like storming, yes. the rain, this heat. Yeah, but they're not the looky-loos because they're already in AC, so they're mm-hmm. coming out yeah. because they know nobody else is. So the really serious buyers are coming out weather-wise, too. Yeah. And that reminds me when people say, oh, I hear that the market slows down in the winter time." I always say, yes, that's true in Minnesota where you got to navigate through six feet of snow to get to the house but not here in Central California. With that thought, we're going to our first commercial break. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 
KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host here in the studio. Helping us out today is Jasmine Wynn of Wathen Castano's Homes, Tommy Smith of Realty Concepts. Tommy, I understand you have something you want to say. Hey, before you get into your numbers, which I know you're dying to get into right now, I wanted to give a huge shout out to a fellow realtor who has been a member uh, for 20 years. This is Ron Lyles from Realty Concepts. Um, we've both worked with Ron for about 20 years. And the best part about Ron is he's a true listener to the show because he will call Don on Monday and say, critique the show and say, what kind of music are you playing on that show? So I know, he's a, I know he's a huge fan of yours, and he's, he's under the weather right now, so we just wanted to pick him up and give him a little shout out. And I hope this doesn't make him worse, but I, we, we played the music Country Roads for Ron because he used to call me and say, get that off the air. John Denver doesn't need to be on the air. <laughs> he was very opinionated. Very. Yeah. Very, but, I mean, hey, you had that. Out of your two listeners, he was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine was the other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um and going back to making those offers, Tommy, you were talking about being creative. So from a resale standpoint, how is a buyer creative? How is a seller creative? And then I, I'd like to ask you that on the new construction site. Um, I've seen um, a buyer's agents offer back $1,000 to the sellers of their commission. Um, I've seen um, buyers lowering their contingency periods and inspection periods from the typical 17 days to 7 or 10 days, which, I mean, as a seller, that, you know, once a, those inspections are done, that's a huge hurdle. And so to get them done quicker is kind of a nice, you know, little thing to have. Um, I've seen uh, rent back when a seller has needed to uh, possibly a couple of days or a week to move, they'll give them that week for free to stay in the house just to, you know, for them to get that house. So, And to me, that's a huge, a huge one is that seller in possession that time. Because especially with all the hurdles we have in closing an escrow, um, you don't know if the solar transfer is going to come through in time or the appraisal's going to be done on time. There's all kinds of things that can delay things. So if a seller needs it to close to move out, and then how do they do all that in one hour? It's good to have that little extra time. And I think we both have seen um, a lot of our sellers are relocating. So either out of state um, or job relocations. So I feel like that extra time in possession is a huge thing for sellers right now. Okay. Do you see it very often where a buyer gets early possession? No. All right. Didn't think so. And I'm going to start off asking Jasmine that question. You guys ever let buyers move in early? If we can close early. 
So, okay. yeah, if we, if we can close early. And so new homes were a little bit less because I feel like sometimes new homes is kind of like with that low inventory or sometimes the forgotten gem because some most of the time we either have dirt or something, but sometimes the real realtors either had a bad experience or they tend to we tend to get forgotten a little bit where it's a little bit less creative because depending on the builder there's no multiple offers on new builds so it's just whoever gets you the deposit first so if you hold the house for Wathen it's up to seven days and you can get qualified during that time it kind of gives them the chance to kind of think about it um, before you get into a purchase agreement but nobody else can like offer on that same house because you've already held the house so we have our own lenders so as far as if we have a house that's ready we want to close it as soon as the loan can be done so we actually have had don't want to set the wrong expectation here on the radio but we actually have like set a little bit further out and been able to move up things like what is it over promise out over promise and no. under promise and over deliver that's right. always the goal too that's why we don't like really quote like i can give you october 31st 2023 you know if the house is like in the frame stage so we like to give you a little bit bigger buffer and be able to scooch it in for you if we can so it's a little bit less about being creative with and maybe with um resale agents coming into the office it's a little bit more about urgency just the understanding that the homes as soon as you put down that deposit that starts kind of the process for them so you might leave that office and the person behind you might be coming in and might take the house from under you so it's more about urgency maybe than being creative too so you're bringing up a really good point okay. jasmine when you said about resale agents coming in mm -hmm. let me use the example Tommy Smith is working with a buyer, showing them homes. Mm -hmm. um, he thinks that Wathen Castanos may have a, a, a good fit. Mm -hmm. So can he, as a resale agent, work with a new construction builder? Absolutely. So he does have to be in with him on his very first visit. So, or, or you know, we know there's still illness out there. Just give us a buzz, too. And but as long as they've never stepped foot inside the office, too, yeah. because we want to make sure that, you know, that buyer isn't all the way. We've had people all the way to the contract phase, and a, and a buyer or seller's agent has called, or buyer's agent has called me and said, Jasmine, and I was like, well, they've been in 10 times. Like, <laughs> I already know them or know their kids. It just is. You established that relationship. You, we already established that relationship, and it is based on procuring cause, too. And one of the best examples I saw, somebody tried to pull one over, um, <laughs> on a new home builder at one time at the very, very end of closing, they said, oh, um, my cousin who was out of San Jose is my agent. Um, that was just an attempt for, for the cousin to give a kickback to the buyer. <laughs> so, yeah. I've Did, seen it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work. <laughs> I, I was going to ask a question. So as a resale agent, I bring my beautiful aunt to you guys because she's dying to get a Wathen. Mm -hmm. What's the dynamic as far as a resale agent and a new construction agent? That is a really good question. So, you know, it's like I mentioned before, it is procuring cause, but like your aunt, if you weren't a resale agent and didn't bring her in, her level of service wouldn't change either way. Sure. So, you're a, you are considered to be her buyer's agent. Um, you can sit with her on the contract and all that stuff but we always 
we have our license too, and I think sometimes that's a little bit forgotten. So their level of service wouldn't change whether or not they had an agent. And I think that's a mis misconception. Yeah, misconception yeah, of that dynamic between a resale agent working and with a um, a new construction agent. I just feel like that's something that gets overlooked or um, twisted sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I have excellent, like, it is a huge one because I hear it every single day, but I'm very also involved in the resale, like, organizations, YPN, Women's Council, everything. As a new agent, I, or new home construction, 85% of my friends are in the industry too, so I think if we were mistreating, it'd be a little bit different. Yeah. So reputation in the industry is just as important to a new home construction salesperson as it is resale. Yeah. Also a misconception too, because it's, I got involved in the community probably about five or six years ago. It's like the best thing I've ever done. So you hear all the time that, I don't know if you guys have ever heard it, but we sit there and we wait for our clients to walk in the office. Not necessarily <laughs> true because when it's slow for you guys, it's slow for us too. So we have to like market ourselves, market our builder, always have good reputation of the builder too because Wathen is the longest standing one here in town too. So almost everybody has owned at least one Wathen, right? Yeah. Um, and I always liked the Central Valley because we had uh, we have a lot of local builders. Where it's not just the national builders. So, um, that, and that's a good thing because they have a stake in the community. Absolutely. And they're also some of the bigger donors to the mm -hmm. community. If you go to the zoo or you go to anywhere, right? go to the Pavarello House, you're going to see the impact that those local builders have made uh, on that organization. That. And you're really big on that too, giving back to the community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know why? My, my mother used to call me Poverello. <laughs> so I, be, I believe in, um, in looking out for that stuff. That's whenever I would cry about something. She'd say, Poverello means, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> in her Italian accent. All right. Um, where do you see new home construction one year from now? Well, it's interesting that you say that because we were chatting before here um, and it's so hard to see. So real estate, it's never boring, right? So we really never know what's going to happen with real estate. I was on the show with Dawn about a year ago and we talked about what the current interest rates were at that time. And we talked about a market evening out coming from 3.5 to 6 to 7 months prior to that. And we said, oh, you know, the market, it's its getting worse. And we were at a 5.5% interest rate at the time, conventional and FHA. What we wouldn't do for the 5.5 right now, right? So it's really hard to say. New construction, I think that we have land kind of everywhere. And I think it, it is good that building new builds, you always know that it's stimulating the economy too because we can run out of land, but then there's our, now people are branching because we, we stretch all the way to the coast now, Wathen Castano's homes. You think of Visalia, Kingsburg, all that we have these little outskirt pockets where, remember back in the days when Clovis was all orchard and now mm -hmm. there's like no more room left to build out in the Clovis area. So it stretches, yeah, stretches, yeah. stretches. So I don't know, new builds 
we're the what is it forgotten gem like i mentioned all Don't right. Forget about us. <laughs> it is time for our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 KYNO. I'm proud of the house we built. It's stronger than sticks, stones, and steel. It's not a big place sitting up on some hill. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio, we have Jasmine Wynn of Wathen Castano's Homes new home builder and we also have tommy smith of realty concepts a resale agent now tommy you've had some interesting things happen out in the field lately tell us about those so that we can all learn from them yeah and you it kind of ties into our current market so this ties into our rental market right now and i help uh with some property management and there's a house in particular that it was getting packages, and you open up the packages. There was nothing in this package. And now we're getting mail saying that they changed their address to this particular address. And we, I had opened it up. Um, it's vacant, and we're looking for a new tenant in there. And um, I would say eight, seven days. Out of the 10 people that came through in the first couple hours, all of them talked about um, how they're being, um, I don't want to say screwed around, but the rental market is very fishy right now where they're seeing these ads for homes for rents, but the, they're being asked for their social security number. They're being asked for uh, money up front. And I, one lady in particular was like, I gave like $2,000 and my social security number. And so that didn't help her very well. And, you know, that outcome didn't help her very well. So I gave her some guidance and some information. And for an example, on, on this particular house, um, I, I put it on the MLS, the multiple listing service, as, a, as for rent. To me, that kind of solidifies to, a, to a, another tenant that can see it on xyz real estate that it's for rent that it's a legit rental available property it's not like it's coming from we'll say a craigslist or something weird to where it's something fishy there that it's a rental scam so it's a local company that's providing the listing yes that you can walk into their office you know they're not a fly-by-night outfit as opposed to just an online click here and you wouldn't believe that when I had it open, all again, seven out of the ten were like, I can't believe a real human is here talking to me right now. Like that interaction. They didn't know you very well. Yeah, I know. Tommy. I know. Uh, I you swear about that. <laughs> you left yourself open for that <laughs> I one. I did. I did. So, but they just didn't expect to ha- see that and that it was a legit thing that was happening. So it's, it's kind right. of scary that that's happening so much and so frequently and and it's just crazy how these people are taking advantage of this situation. It's just it's it's hard to, to fathom this. So it sounds like this phony letter of change of address is a setup for a squatter, a potential squatter, to break in and move in and show legitimacy. Say, look, I even get mail delivered here. Yeah, and it's it's so once they start getting that mail in there, I think I'm not even mistaken, but. Maybe it wasn't this particular one, but we had another. I had another one where they put the PG&E in their name as well. So that's kind of how um, 
deep that this is happening right now. Yeah. And the thing that, that what it hurts the most is it hurts the owners as far as once they get in there, once they get their claws into that house and they have this kind of proof, um, it's fake proof, but it's proof that they, at that point, you know, the eviction process and getting them out is just no fun. Yeah. So what happens once they get that phony letter in their name, um, they can show the police that, look, I'm legitimate. And it's not up to the police to make that call. It's up to a judge. Yeah. So now you got to go through the process. Yeah. And I guess they call that squatters' rights. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Amazing how squatters would have rights. Yeah. Is there a time frame usually that you have this happening? <sighs> no. No, I don't think so. I. I feel like it's anywheres, it's everywheres. It doesn't matter what kind of house it is, what neighborhood it's in. Um, it's happening. And some of the key things that one of the, a couple of the ladies that were I was talking to you about this at the house the other day was um, there are some red flags. Um, phone numbers are random numbers. Um, the way the uh, when they see the ad, the rental amount a month was always a weird number. Instead of just $1,500 a month, it was $1,465 or $1,463. Like just oddball numbers that it's like, why? Why would? who would do that? Or too good to be true. Or too mm-hmm. good to be true. Yeah, the rent in a, in the 93720 was $1,100. Like, oof. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So buyers beware in the best advice I can give and maybe I'll ask you too for your advice but it's best to deal with somebody local that you can see online is where the fraudsters and the scammers operate yeah if they're trying to get any personal information over the phone that's a red flag I mean get away walk away and I would say this too because I feel like a lot of renters are um, don't know who to call and to me, it's like, hey, even if you don't have a relationship with a local rent, uh, realtor, call an office. And, um, hey, maybe they, they can help you or guide you. Um, I, I remember when I first started and we had floor time, how many calls we would get. Like, hey, I see this house you guys have listed. Your sign's on the property. Um, but, it, you know, how much is it for rents? Because I just talked to somebody and they said it's you know, X amount. I'm like, no, 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 that house isn't for, you know, for rent. That's for sale. And so just weird things like that always happen. So it's good to be proactive. Trust your gut. If you think it's something too good to be true, maybe follow up with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then watch for red flags is another bit of advice. So if before they show you the house, they want your social security number. That, that's out of step. Yeah. So that's a red flag. And I would say for owners of the property, um, it may take some time, but get a police report. Um, even if you do it multiple times, because at that point, it kind of will, um, I don't want to put a red flag on the house as a negative. It's actually more of a positive that the police report have been out there. The police have been out there and you have multiple reports on it. So it kind of gives the police a radar of, this house is being targeted or looked at very, you know, heavily. Speaking of police reports, do you have anything else happen recently? Oh, man. You want me to go into it? 
Yeah. So two minutes or less. All right. So because this could be an hour discussion. It could be. So hey, for real for fellow realtors that are out there, uh, be vigilant, be cautious. I was involved in a carjacking a few weeks ago. I went to a house that I was listing. It, at that time, it looked like a squatter's house. There was trash everywhere on the on the yard. Um, I pulled into the driveway to, just to put the lockbox on, and within 20 seconds, I was you know throwing down attacks, and they stole my car. So, um, I, from what I've got gathered from the police, and from what I've gathered even from the insurance companies, it's happening pretty regularly right now. And so just hey, look out for yourself and be very cautious when you're going into homes. Um, yeah. And it's very interesting to hear that, too, because I know that sometimes I get, like, a gut feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, I, so I'll, like, I'm super careful all the time. Like, I stand in doorways. I don't always walk in. Yeah. And I'm a female. So it's a little bit different. So you're a male, and this can happen to you. So, like, women, we always are told all the time, you know, bring your pepper spray with you and we don't yeah. hear it enough from like a male's perspective if that makes any sense yep. so like for us like I if I if a client wants to see a house and sometimes like they'll give me like a gut feeling or something or I've never met them before there's a group of males like it's happened many times like or I'll be like oh you know what I'll just stay out here or, I, or I'm near a doorway but you hear cautionary stories for us all the time but you don't really hear it enough for the male perspective one time I thought I was getting attacked and I was able to talk them down the guy was coming at me in an aggressive manner, and I used my best resources. I looked at him. I go, you're wearing a Red Sox hat. Oh, my God. Don't tell me you're a Red Sox fan. And I got him. We started talking baseball. Okay, with that thought, we are going to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Placement right now for Tommy Smith. We have Bobby Thistle of Farmers Insurance. And I just thought there's a lot of talk going on right now on insurance. Some people are saying, well, carriers are leaving the state. Uh, others are saying it's taking longer to, to uh, get a quote uh, and to get a binder. So tell us, Bobby, from, uh, of Bobby Thistle of Farmers Insurance, and regularly. Our, our, our <laughs> operator. That's right. Yeah, now you moved on the other side of the window. Hey, Don, good morning. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to be on this side of the glass for once. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, a challenging time. I think California has always been a little volatile. Um, I've been in the industry about two and a half years now, and this is probably, you know, the, the toughest it's, it's been. But from speaking to other people that have been in the industry a long time, there's always ups and downs. And you just figure out a way to get through it. And I think the main thing is communication. So as people get their renewal bills, as they're looking to buy a house, it's good to get multiple options from local agents because each agent's going to have certain companies that they can write business with. But there are, like, holding periods, especially for auto insurance, 15 days, 25 days um, before we can make a policy effective. So, you know, it's good to get started earlier than later. Um, it's really like an underwriting 
you know, the underwriters want to take a look at things like pictures of the car, the odometer reading, registration. They're basically making it. They want to do their due diligence a little more strict than they've usually done it. So it's just a, a time period for them to approve those documents. And then it also kind of keeps their new business count down for the companies right now that are just struggling to be profitable in the state with materials being sparse, the cost of everything going up. And it really kind of, you know, was the worst during the pandemic. And the Department of Insurance hasn't allowed companies to take rates. So now we're kind of scrambling because we're being allowed to increase rate. So Um, yeah, I mean, it's usually up to the agent. You know, the agent's supposed to do their field underwriting. We're kind of like the first line of defense, right? We want to make sure there's not debris, there's not tree branches in contact with the roof. And um, for, for the high-value homes, there's always more pictures that are involved, interior and exterior. Um, but a lot of the stuff now can be kind of underwritten via Google. You know, they do an aerial view that looks good. Oh, it's a new community. It's probably in good shape. Um, so that helps speed up the process, um, but it's definitely important for the agent to do their due diligence. Mm -hmm. So why is it, again, that insurance companies want to keep their production numbers down? You would think you always right. want more sales. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I think that way, too, as the agent, right? They're making it harder for us to sell, but it's it's really just about profitability. I mean, if if so many companies are leaving and now there's an influx of so many policy, it kind of, you know, makes people a little bit scared if you're, you know, trying to invest some of that money because you might run out of the reserve amounts in the claim situation. So it's a, it's a balancing act. It's all an algorithm, really, I think. I just thought of a great answer for you. All right. So when you go out and you buy homes, you're buying an asset. Yeah. So, but insurance companies are buying a liability. Yeah, is it, a, is it a good risk to take on? Yeah. And uh, I know with the, the newer homes, it's always, you know, a better risk, right? Because everything's brand new. Plumbing, electrical, roof, there's solar. Uh, the communities are brand new. There's fire hydrants nearby. So that's always, you know, a, a plus. So I think what a question that I have for you, too, is I know that, you know, we are in contact with you guys a lot as mm -hmm. far as, like, our buyers trying to get homeowners insurance. Rumor has it for a brand new home in comparison to maybe a resale home that was like built in 1965 with like the first windows that ever had it is yeah. are it is less for insurance premiums for a new home in comparison. To yeah, no, right? absolutely, no. That's a, a good thought. It, it absolutely is because everything, yeah, everything's energy efficient. The new home builds are are always more you know affordable premium wise for insurance. Uh, what I've known with, with farmers, some of the newer developments aren't really in the system yet, so mm -hmm. maybe they can't track down a fire hydrant being nearby, but usually they're all every 500 feet. So maybe there's a few extra photos that we need to prove some of that stuff, but the newer build homes are always really affordable to insure. Plus, here's the real reason. There's no clue report yet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. A clue report is like a credit report, but it's on a property. So I think it means uh, comprehensive liability. You got me, Donnie. I don't know that what the acronym okay. spells <laughs> out. But. but in other words, it, it, you can run a report and find out if there's been past claims on the property. Right, and like the ISO reports and everything really haven't because it's such a new development. You, you go to Google it and it's just dirt, right? It hasn't really 
been into the system yet, so it takes a little time. Even if you Google it, sometimes you can't find us. So <laughs> right, it yeah. kind of uh, takes about usually like for it to register in Google Maps after a homeowner's move-in. Sometimes it's like six to eight months before they can like have Amazon, so they have to give directions to like Amazon too, so cause it kind of doesn't exist yeah, yet. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so um, kind of goes to my old-fashioned way of just know the address and get there. You don't need to Google it. I'm more restaurants. Like, it's left to Chick-fil-A. Ah. Like, <laughs> that helps the landmarks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what kind of tips would you give people, Bobby, to when they're looking for homeowner's insurance? What questions should they be asking? Well, I think it's important to get, like, local opinions. Just how I always hear on this show is, you know, getting, you know, local opinions because we know the market. We're close by. You can always come into our office. You know, we have, like, a stake in the community, right? I might run into you at the gas station or the grocery store. But it's just important to get multiple options, and then you're going to get a vibe as a customer. Oh, I like dealing with so-and-so, and, you know, I, I'm comfortable. It's not so much about the cost. It's more about the, the brand um, the customer service, and then are they going to be reliable or not? So it shouldn't always be about the price, but I know that's a big thing for people, but it's important to go with somebody you're comfortable with. Yeah, and then there's different deductibles, different um, liability amounts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, somebody, one company might be quoting you 300000 coverage, another 400000 Well, the 400 should be more expensive. Absolutely, yeah. So if you're using somebody that's online or something like that, it can be harder to adjust. You know, you're kind of just getting what you want. It's harder to call somebody up and make adjustments. So having an agent, you can go through deductibles, reconstruction amounts, liability coverages, and kind of tailor it. Oh, that makes sense for a little more coverage. It's only 10 more bucks a month. Let's do it. Something like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Some right. insurance companies, they offer different things, correct? So I know when I yeah. was looking like I, my house was in a rental for long enough, so my old insurance wouldn't take me, so I had to switch insurance, so I know that, is that true? Like yeah, absolutely. Some companies company. won't do a landlord policy or a primary or a secondary, but most agents will have an option. Oh, you, you need a rental? Let's go through so-and-so insurance, because I know they're writing that policy type right now. So having an agent that you can call is really important. And what about when there's a claim? Is it, <laughs> That's is it good to have someone that you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can call them. And, you know, for farmers, or I'm sure most agencies, we can just start the, the, the claims process for you, and then a claims rep will reach out to you so you don't have to get on the phone. And, you know, you can kind of get the ball rolling for people. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, as we begin to wrap up our show, I want to go back to Jasmine and ask you, what do you want buyers, excuse me, what do you want listeners to remember most about today's discussion about new construction? I think the thing that I want everyone to kind of always remember is the fact that we're kind of all in this together. So we, I'm licensed, our real, our fellow real estate license, please, just please come in with your client on the very first visit. Um, we're all friends. We all should work together seamlessly, be professional. And I think that that's probably the number one takeaway is we're not any different. Yeah. So what <laughs> I hear you saying is um, if you have a working relationship with a realtor, continue to use them. And new homes are an opportunity that they can help with, too. Absolutely. Yeah. 
and you guys are welcome. Now, where are you located at? I am off of um, Ashland and Bryan by the 99. So we're the Westera areas. If you've ever heard of Westera, it's a giant master plan community uh, right across from the brand new Central Unified. So Justin Garza mm -hmm. um, High School. All right. So I want to thank you for uh, coming in today, and I want to thank Bobby for coming in today, and, and Tommy to helping uh, on this show. And um, once again, here's a good shout out to Ron Lyles, um, an avid listener. All right. Thank you to all our listeners, and we'll be back again next week. Stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio.